Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Soulbox Radio presents Evolve with your host Robin White Turtle Disney. show. This is Robin White Turtle Listening and the show is Evolve. I have a special guest today. His name is Tony Redhouse. Uh, he is of the Navajo Nation and he's a Native American sound he- healer, spiritual teacher, uh, inspirational speaker, eagle hoop dancer, and award-winning recording artist who uses his voice and music to move communities worldwide. Tony has served uh, as a traditional Native American practitioner and consultant to Native American communities in behavioral health organizations, teaching seminars in Native American culture, spirituality, arts and crafts to children and adults. He's developed culture-based curriculums, uh, and he's also incorporated Native spirituality to solutions to drug and alcohol and gang-related issues through meditation circles, storytelling, music, and dance. Uh, He's also had uh, involvement in the corporate world and entertainment industries, uh, he also does all kinds of different kinds of music, Latin jazz, hip-hop, salsa. Uh, he's a two-time winner of the Native American Music Awards and a nominated for a third. So he's got lots of albums that you can find on his website, which is TonyRedhouse.org. Is that right, Tony? Dot, dot net. Dot net. Okay. So um, I also wanted to say that He's been featured by Deepak Chopra as an interviewee on a documentary, Death Makes Life Possible. Uh, He incorporates Native American art forms to inspire and heal lives. He successfully bridged the gap between cultures, social groups, races, and ages. And Tony, it's wonderful to have you on my show. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for letting me share with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw you in Mountain View and uh, saw your performance, and I was really quite impressed with it. Um, so how did you get to do what you're doing? Because you incorporate so many different things, music and dance and the hoop dance, which is a very specific art form, amazing. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in hoop dancing and then how this all came together for you? Well, I began uh, to be on stage when I was five years old. And so that was my beginning, uh-huh. with a drum, drum in my hand, and entered into an international children's pageant in Monterey, California, in an auditorium. My father was uh, in the U.S. Army, and he wanted to enter me into uh, this pageant to represent Native American culture, as it was an international pageant, so different children from different cultures were representing uh, their uniqueness. And so that was my beginning at five years old. Wow. And then being raised in a musical family, uh, we began to uh, listen to all types of music from San Francisco Bay Area and were exposed to all of those different styles. And we began to incorporate that into our own music. Uh, We were raised uh, 
to share Native American dancing and music, and and uh, we were taught traditions from my father's culture, uh, but we began to incorporate other sounds and other uh, styles mm-hmm. as uh, as young young children and teenagers, and then into our adult years. Uh huh. Great, great. So you started. Uh, learning to do the hoop dance in particular at a pretty young age, it sounds like. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah all, four, all four of uh, us boys in, in our family uh-huh. uh, started at, at at a very young age. We were, we were uh, wanted, my dad wanted us to learn to hoop dance, so we began uh, our, our hoop dancing, and the, but other dancing too, uh, as a family, as a family dance group. Mm-hmm. So we performed for uh, schools and rodeo parades and uh, different public events. Mm-hmm. Uh, we began very young as a family, mm-hmm. performing as dancers, Native American dancers. Then also we began performing as uh, uh, R&B and soul music and cover tunes, uh, also as a Red House family band in uh, Salinas, uh, California. Oh, great. How exciting. Wow. Well, are your... Are your brothers still working with you? Are still um, are they still performing in different? They, they do on occasion, uh, uh-huh. and sometimes we do cross paths. And we're able to perform together, uh-huh. and we have uh, just recently been awarded, uh, nominated, and accepted in in, Tus- in Arizona uh, for the Jazz Heroes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So our family, Red House Family Jazz Band, uh, we're going to receive our awards from the the uh, uh, state capital from the Phoenix uh, mayor there in April. How cool. How great. Well, it's, yeah. that's very exciting. Wow. Well, I see by your website that you've done a lot with Native American communities developing a yoga program and serving in behavioral health centers, teaching, performing. Can you talk about some of this work? This is fascinating. Yes, I've, uh, I received my 200-hour uh, yoga certificates here in Tucson, uh, and I began before that uh, creating a yoga class called Native American Spirit in Yoga, which is a fusion of East meets West, uh, combining Native American traditions and teachings and spirituality uh, with the practice of Hatha Yoga. Uh So I have created a class a number of years ago, and I have been able to share that class in different uh, settings mm-hmm. as inspiration and to help people to really appreciate uh, how the harmony of the East and the West cultures can come together and to help us to heal ourselves. Uh, I've shared as a speaker on different reservations. The uh, state of Montana brought me in to speak uh, on a speaking tour uh, a number of years ago to the different tribes, the different, different reservations across Montana to bring inspiration and hope uh, to the tribes that are dealing with epidemic meth addiction uh-huh. and teenage suicide, highest in the country. Wow. So I was brought in as a speaker to go to these other tribes and to share with the elders and the communities there uh, my uh, thoughts about recovery and my thoughts about you know how we can heal ourselves and going back to some of our traditions. So I was really blessed that they that they received me, you know, yeah. as, as as different communities. Uh, allowed me to come in to share, but they understood the message because they also know about the circle of life. They know about the uh, spiritual traditions that mm. can help us to 
find balance, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I have shared those groups and also um, I work specifically with drug addiction programs here in Tucson. Uh, for over 10 years, I work with meth, heroin, cocaine addicts on a regular basis, mm-hmm. teaching classes to uh, women in residential program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I share Native American spirituality with, with people of all races uh, to help them to apply Native American spirituality to their recovery from addiction. Wow, that's and great. And so it's, it's really been very successful. Uh, I'm in demand with, with the uh, recovery programs and addiction programs because they are, they're looking for something a little bit different, just as we are in society, you know, than the normal, traditional, uh, religious things that we've been raised with sometimes are very rigid. Uh, and many of us have turned to alternative spirituality and different practices and holistic uh, modalities and everything like this. So society is looking for something that has a little different twist because sometimes these other things don't work anywhere. They can become very religious and very rigid. Right. Even uh, 12-step programs can. Right. So I come in as a consult, as an independent contractor, and I share Native American spirituality as a means to recovery. And they love it. Yeah, and it's, and it's compatible with twelve steps because the twelve steps are recovery, are they are spiritually based. Right. So these these things all fit together like a glove. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I I think it's so important to bring in <clears throat> in our our connection because so many people have lost their connection to the earth, and to our you know the sky and to where we are in place. And um, they've lost that connection with other people, you know, their absent fathers or um, drug-addicted mothers or whatever. Their parents aren't often there for their kids. And even if they are, kids can get into addiction. And I've seen it in my own family, of course. And uh, so I really uh, admire what you're doing because I feel like it's it's a way, especially for people that are involved in Native spirituality, but really for everybody to really help them, um, uh, to really help them feel their spiritual connection, which is the only thing I know of that really helps people through addiction. I mean, I think the spiritual connection is so important, but to do it through the earth, um, which is, you know, we're all on the earth. (laughs) It gives us a sense of place, you know, a sense of our own, uh, our own being of where we are. So I, I really admire that work. And I've done it myself, so I know how hard it is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, as, as a uh, recovering addict and alcoholic myself, uh, it's something that is my passion to help other people become free. Yeah. And, uh, and it's not really difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. I, what I'm teaching is, is very simple. Uh, we can tend to complicate things since we've become civilized. Uh, we have gotten in the head and out of the heart. Right. And we we intellectualize. We we analyze. We have categorized everything in the universe, uh, and we basically have fragmented life. Whereas what I'm teaching is is oneness. Okay. Right. Uh, as all of our ancestors, including Native Americans, all of our ancestors were one. We, we, we resonated with the earth, with the animals, the birds, the trees. We spoke to them. We talked to them. We communicated. We, we knew that we were interconnected and interdependent. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what the hoop dance represents, mm-hmm. is it's circles of life, interconnected, interdependent, which create a larger design, uh, which is able to reach out farther into society and impact the world in a greater way. 
Mm-hmm. When you when I take them back to the very simple, and I take them back to the very uh, authentic and very true heartbeat of what is inside of us, our truth and our essence, and we unlayer all of the things that we have experienced, the relationships, the drama, the complications, uh, expectations in society, and we go back to the very simple, uh, it's not very difficult for us to find recovery uh, from divorce, from uh, addiction, from uh, losing loved ones, from saying goodbye to an old career mm-hmm. that was not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing is I'm taking people back to a very simple place of truth. And once you feel it and you remember really who you were even before you came to this earth, mm-hmm. even before you emerged from the womb, there was a beautiful, infinite, innocent, amazing life in there. Regardless of how we were placed in the circle of life, how we came into this world may not be ideal. In the East direction, we, we are brought to this place in a family, in a situation, many times not ideal. Some of us were not even wanted, you know, uh, and, and brought into in, into this world in the east direction. And we begin this journey around our circle. This circle is our lesson. This yeah. is our story. And, and, and we don't take it so personal. And we realize that we are brought here with unconditional love and placed in a family to begin a journey. Mm-hmm. Then, then we look at it in a different way. It's not so much how we were brought into this world or the situations that we faced as really that there is this infinite, un- unlimited, unconditional love that brought us here for a purpose. Right. I, and that's why I realized I, was through, I went through years of addiction. And, uh, you know, I don't take it personal. I don't, really don't even think about it anymore unless I'm talking to addicts and, and, and sharing my personal experiences. But really... That was just part of my journey, yeah. Uh, and I'm not reacting and responding anymore. Mm. Uh, consciousness is not when we're, you know, we're brought into this world and we we spend all of our our life reacting and responding, and not seeing the forest from the trees. We're just reacting and responding our whole life to every situation, every uh, every experience, every relationship, uh, protagonist, antagonist in this story called life, song and dance called life, protagonist, antagonist, placed there specifically to teach us about ourselves. And we can react and respond and take things personal. But actually consciousness is actually when you take your circle of life and you hold it and you look at it from the heavens and say, oh, this is where I'm at in my circle of life. Now I'm going to begin to choose and be conscious about what I want to create my circle of life to be from this time forward mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's it's not being reacting responding but you're actually taking the initiative and saying now i'm going to create the experiences the relationships the joy the fulfillment the projects the music that i want to create because inevitably we come to the north direction which goes to my hospice work and i share music in hospice and i see people laying there in a hospice bed and they're like you know, some of them are they're 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 free, they're light, they, they have a twinkle in their eye, and they're ready to, to soar, and they're ready to leave because they have made peace, they have found their greatest love, they have fulfilled their greatest dreams, and they are ready to soar. Yeah, I see other people like this. Yeah, that are snarled up, that are frowning, that are in pain because they have been 
reacting and responding and reacting and responding and living for everybody else and all of the other expectations in society and they never even got to live and they're 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 that they're that 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 departing place laying in a hospital bed and then when they go they when they leave they go what what (laughs) happened i never even got to live i never even found the my true love. I never fulfilled my greatest dreams. I never even did anything that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And if I have to go now, mm-hmm. and that could be the most difficult time, the transition. Life is full of transitions. Every From the time we are born, we transition from the womb. But from the time we are children, we transition to teenage years. From the time we're teenagers, we transition into adult years. So we're in constant transition. But that final transition is what we learn about. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what I do in my own personal life is I place myself in a hospice bed every night in my mind, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm learning from this. And I'm saying, you know what, Tony? You're laying in a hospice bed. And you know what? Who do you need to make amends to? Who do you need to finish that conversation with? Who do you need to forgive? Mm-hmm. Uh, what dream do you need to fulfill? What wonderful love do you need to find? You know what? And that has put me in that position where I'm constantly going in and saying, you know what? You need to look at yourself in that hospice bed because guess what? Realistically, honestly, all of us are in a hospice bed right now. Right. You're in the same position as those people laying there because we have no guarantee that we have another hour. If I walk out the door today, I don't know if I'm going to get hit by a car. Right. I don't know if my life is going to end. We don't know if... if Another country is going to drop a nuclear bomb right now. Okay, we have no guarantee that we have another hour. So this is why I'm so passionate about my message. Yeah. Wherever I go, I'm trying to, to plant seeds of consciousness. Yeah. Let's wake up. Okay, let's wake up and let's really start living. And so when I do the hoop dance, when I when I play Latin jazz and, and funk on the conga drums, and I'm, I'm, I'm really putting my, my heart and soul into it, I'm living each moment passionately yeah. because I really don't know that I'm going to have tomorrow, okay? That's right. And okay. so this is why I'm sharing the message. Uh, let's become free. You know, let's, let's let go of the addiction. Let's, yeah. let's bury it. Let's say goodbye to it. Let's release the old relationships that are toxic. Right. You know, let's stop compromising. Let's go for it now, okay? Yeah. And so that's why, why I'm sharing these different art forms that I'm doing. Yeah. I was raised around uh, different musical styles. Uh, I be- began playing Afro-Cuban, Latin jazz, because I listened to Santana, Malo, Azteca, uh, Escobedos, and all of these groups, I-, I listened to them as a as a young person, and I began to uh, learn and incorporate, you know, playing congas and, and, and doing that type of music. Uh, and so I, whatever I was drawn to, and whatever I resonated with, I began to incorporate it into my life. It mm-hmm. became part of me. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it's so easy, you know, Robin. When, whenever we, whenever, I, what I would, whatever I, what I'd like to tell the listeners is this: is find your gift. Mm-hmm. Go inside. It, it. You have to go inside, and you have to go into the shadows, and you have to close your eyes, and you have to close out the world, and go inside. And find out what your gift truly is. When you find what your gift is, when you find really what your gift is, what is the consistent thing that happens every time that you share this gift in any setting? That you know, you can be sitting with a group of people around dinner, a dinner table, and your gift is going to come out. 
and it's going to strike somebody, and it's going to it's going to it's going to wake up somebody's mind. Uh, it's going to bring uh, inspiration. It's going to maybe make people think about something. So that gift, when you find it, then it is not even a problem to be able to express it through anything that you touch. Right. Because yeah. that gift is going to come out in any way that you choose to touch. That's why I can touch a conga drum. I could touch a Native American drum. I could touch a, a hoop, mm-hmm. 30 hoops. I can, I can use my voice to, to hum a chant. Anything that I touch, I can take a pen and start writing my book, my mm-hmm. teaching. Mm-hmm. Anything that I touch, that gift is just going to naturally come out because I know what it is already, okay? Right, right. right. I know that it wants to go out, and I know that people want it. And so after a while, any, I could just go on stage and not have anything in my hands. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Just standing there and your presence and your energy and that gift will go out. That's exactly right. I couldn't agree with you more, Tony. We're we're uh, with Tony Redhouse, who's a Navajo teacher, sound healer, musician, eagle hoop dancer, and award-winning recording artist. And we're going to be right back, Tony. We're going to take a little break, and uh, where the show is evolved, and we'll be right back. Thanks. This is your host for Evolve, Robin White Turtle Listening, and I wanted to share with you a few of the other things that I do in the world beside the radio show. In addition, I'm an energy medicine practitioner in the Bay Area and across the country by phone, and I work uh, through East West Bookshop in Mountain View, California, so you can always find me there on Fridays. In addition, I have uh, five books. Uh, Four of them are nonfiction, and one is a fiction book uh, that's actually based on facts called Poems for the Lost Deer. The other books are Heart Path, Heart Path Handbook, and prior to that, Sacred Living and Dancing Up the Moon. Um, my rec- more recent books, Heart Path and Heart Path Handbook, uh, teach people self-love, and this is the foundation of my practice that love does heal all things. You can find out more uh, about my work on my website, www.thecenterforthesoul.com. And uh, you can also check out the books on www.bluebonebooks.com. And now we'll go back to the show.
back. This is Robin Whiter to Listening. The show is Evolve. And I'm with uh, Tony Redhouse today. He is a Native American sound healer, uh, teacher, and speaker. He's an eagle hoop dancer and an award-winning recording artist. He's been on television uh, and radio, and we're really happy to have him today. Uh, he incorpor- incorporates Native American art forms to inspire and heal lives. Um, so he's bridging cultures, social groups, races, and ages, and I'm really glad to have you here, Tony. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your performances. I saw you in Mountain View, and I was really impressed with uh, your energy and your vitality and how you really make a story uh, in the performance. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think uh, you have so much that you, so many different talents. Yes, uh when I really began performing, uh, of course, with my family as a Native American dance group, and then I, I, I came to a place where I was, as an adult, I began starting a company, entertainment uh, uh, company in Phoenix, Arizona, where I was doing a lot of performances for a lot of resorts, uh, corporate uh, organizations, uh, and doing a lot of dancing a lot of uh, Native American teachings, well, not so much teachings, but dancing and performing. And I came to a place where I really got tired of uh, performing on cue mm-hmm. and basically becoming another prop. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think about corporate events, they, they set up uh, props, they set up uh, the tables, they bring in the entertainment to cater to a corporate group. Mm-hmm. And you have to fit into that certain time frame, whether it's a five minutes right. uh, or whatever, and you have to do things a certain way, mm-hmm. and you really can't explain a lot of what you're trying to, you know, what you're actually doing. You just kind of, it's kind of the flash, flash in the pan thing, okay? Right, and right. Ex- exhibitionism, okay? So right. <laughs> that's kind of spectacular, you know, that kind of that kind of thing is, it's, it's yeah, there's, a, there's a, a wonderful place for it, but I got tired of it. Uh, and I and what happened was I wanted to begin talking about why am I what does the hoop dance mean what does the circle of life mean what does the balancing of the eagle's wings mean and I wanted to really start sharing what the true meaning of these things were and so I began to evolve in that way with my performances when I was younger performance was the main reason okay uh-huh. it was performing but when as you begin to evolve in life and you let go of the ego and the need to be recognized and the need to find significance in performing as a musician, as a dancer, whatever we're doing, many times that's very important to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, to receive awards is very important to us. Uh, to, to be promoted is, is important. Uh, but after a while, you begin to see what life really is. And then so my performances evolved from uh, performing to sharing the message Mm -hmm. so there was an evolution Mm -hmm. it was not so much about performing anymore it was about getting the message out and what is the true message and what we're trying to share with our native american dancing with the heartbeat drum with our with with the sound the melody of the flute all of these things uh so the message overtook the performance Mm -hmm. what happened with me so now i perform yes i still perform i still love to but it is only to capture the senses of people, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. The sight of it, the vision of it, the color of it, the movement, 
the sound, the music. These are all things that I've been trained in, but they're only to capture the senses of the people now. Mm-hmm. Once you capture the senses of an audience, and you grab their attention, mm-hmm. then you speak the message. You right. have their attention. Right. And so basically the message is now the, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there definitely has been an evolution in how I perform in uh, uh, everything uh, in Native American tradition uh, is a story. It's yeah. storytelling. Whether it's dancing, whether it's music, the flute music, whether it's the drum, whether it's the hoops, whether it's the eagle wings, everything that you're wearing, the color of your beadwork, the symbols that you made uh, in your regalia, everything has a story. And that story is about your life mm-hmm. and who you are. If I looked at a Native American dancer, and if they made their regalia, and they made their beadwork, not grandma or their aunt or somebody else, but if they actually made it, I can look at their beadwork, and I can look at their designs and their colors, and I can get a picture of who that person is, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Just by the color. Uh, and if you if you whittle this down to the basics like this, look at the color that you're wearing right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you meet somebody, look at the color of a of, of blouse that they're wearing. Look at the color of, of their, 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 that they painted their fingernails or their toenails. Right. Okay. It's going to tell you who they are. Just yeah. those are very simple things that they were drawn to. So everything has a story uh, behind it. And so when I'm doing a performance, I'm basically taking people on a journey. You'll notice that I'll begin with meditation music. What I'm doing is I'm courting them. Yeah. I'm opening up the heavens to them. And, there, and I'm preparing them to receive the message. So I'm doing it in a very subtle, very soothing, very calming way. And they get relaxed. And it's almost like, you know, it's almost like you're going on a date with somebody, okay? You, you, you give them flowers, you know. You give them a <laughs> gift. You give them chocolates, whatever. And you begin to open the door to their heart, okay? Yeah. And it's the same thing with the spiritual. The spiritual and the physical are the same. Once again, if, if things are not fragmented and categorized like we have done in our minds and we remember that everything is one, then the spiritual and the physical are one. The dream life and the conscious thinking are one. Heaven and earth are one. Male and female are one. Take it to a bigger, bigger way, macro level. All cultures, all people are one. Mm-hmm. So, so what I'm trying to share is I'm opening up during my, they're not really performances, okay? I mean, it's it's really it's really a story, a journey that I'm taking people on. And when you finish with my, when you when you go through my performance, through my concerts and my events, sometimes you'll feel like you went through your whole life. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Because you, you, you've gone from a very beginning place of going within into a place of stillness and being able to, being still long enough to feel. What I teach meditation is, is, is being still long enough to feel, not think. Mm-hmm. And so I'm taking it out of uh, all of the written things that we read and, you know, how to and, and expectations. And I'm trying to take people back to the very simple, just be still long enough to feel. Who are you? What are you? What are your dreams? What are your fears? Who are you right now? How do you feel about your relationships? How do you feel about your life? Have you made peace with your memories? And all of those things, when you go inside, there's a shadow there. Okay? You, when you close your eyes, it becomes dark. When you close your eyes and go into a dream, 
you're in darkness. When you close your eyes and you transition from this world in a hospice bed, it becomes dark, okay? All of the world outside, the outward, disappears, and you go inside. And so I'm trying to take people into that place, beautiful place inside. Once they, they go there, then I'm able to begin sharing the journey with them, taking them on a hoop dance, taking them on an eagle dance, handing them a drum, you know, having them unite all of their drums, all of their heartbeats together, uh, holding hands, making a circle, joining as one circle of life. So, so once I prepare them, then they're ready to go. And, and so it's a journey that I'm taking them on, and I really want them to feel from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. And I take them around the circle of life. Even in my yoga class, when I Native American spirit in yoga class that I created, I'm taking them around the whole circle of their life, from birth in the womb all the way to transitioning in shavasana. Uh-huh. They're practicing yoga, but I loaned, I lined up all of the hatha yoga poses to correlate with each season in their life. So they're actually able to go through each season of their life from the beginning to the end and experience, as they're doing the asanas, each season of their life. And they're able to find healing uh-huh. in each season, yeah. okay? Yeah. And so this is what I'm trying to do, is I'm trying to take people around their whole life. Right. And you, and you basically learn everything from the very beginning. Yeah. You want to find the answers to why you're having issues, okay, uh, why you're continuing to practice the same cycles that maybe are not beneficial in your life, whether you know whether you're having difficulty with relationships or, or having conflict with people or, or different things just rubbing you the wrong way. If you just rewind the clock, when I do personal sessions, this is what, this is what I do. I do private sessions. Oh, you do? Uh, oh, great. Yeah, and I'll be doing this at, at, uh, at East West on uh, the 29th and 30th. My last two days, they actually open up two days because I sell out. Uh, my, my day gets booked up yeah. uh, in private sessions. Uh-huh. So they gave me, I asked for two days now to do private sessions on the 29th and 30th of May. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I do private sessions, healing sessions, uh, spiritual coaching session, sessions using Native American spirituality. But what I'm doing is I'm rewinding the clock uh-huh. and taking all the way back to the beginning. And you want to find the answers to anything in your life. Go back to the beginning, back to the start. The way things begin is the way things are going to be and progress. So I just simply take them back using the circle of life, taking them back to the beginning. And so we can look at our lives like this, and we can look at the answers at the very beginning. And if you want to fast forward it, you can take it to to the very end Mm -hmm. and put yourself in a hospice bed and say, okay, how do I feel right now? Uh, Laying here. Yeah. Okay, do I really feel at peace? Am I ready, re- really ready to go right now? Is this relationship that I'm in, is this marriage that I'm in, is this career that I'm in really fulfilling? And if I was to pass away right now, would I be perfectly fine with this? Mm-hmm. We can learn everything in the very beginning, and we can learn everything fast forwarding it to the very end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that because um, I think that when we... I think Carlos Constaneda said something like, when death is the hunter, there's no time to stop and wait. There's only time to act. <laughs> and I, I love that because I've lived, you know, read that book like 40 years ago. And that really helped me to, you know, act on the things that I really love, that I want to do. And 
that feel like my life force is here to do. So I completely concur with what you're saying because I feel like so many people kind of get into their conditioning and they just live in the, out of their conditioning and they never ask themselves, like, what am I doing here? You know, what is my mission? And we've got a lot of young people coming in right now that have a very focused mission. They're here to do, you know, the changes that need to happen to save the environment and to heal this planet. And um, so I think it's a really wonderful thing that you're doing with uh, your performances and getting people into their journeys. Like, you know, how are we, how are we moving forward here? <laughs> you know, like, how are you, how are, what are you doing really here? So I think that's a really fundamental question. And one where the hospice, you know, deathbed can really bring, bring that up, you know, bring it up. So. Yes. The, the last time I went to the hospice to share music is I helped the two year old girl transition. Uh. And you look into the, to that person's eyes, and you see the parents' tears, and the tears coming down your eyes when mm. you're playing the flute. You know what? It makes everything very clear. Right. You right. know, two years old. I mean, uh, we really, this life is a treasure gift, but it is very fragile, mm-hmm. and it is very brief, actually. Mm-hmm. It so, is. Yeah. we want to live each heartbeat and each breath. Right. Fully and completely. Right. And that's why I'm working on a new CD now. Uh-huh. Some new music. I'm saying, you know what? It's time. Let's do this. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing that. Uh, uh-huh. I just finished a, a photo calendar, uh, which I will be bringing out to the Bay Area. Uh-huh. Tour in May. Great. Uh, so that's going to be something that's going to be available to people. Uh-huh. With little, I have a photo shoot from Sedona that I did uh, each month is going to have a photo there of me and I'm going to have and I write little wisdom sayings on each picture mm-hmm. that correlate with each picture and also with each month oh great so it's the things that are messages once again planting seeds in people and inspiring people mm-hmm. uh, so I'm working on these things I also just began uh, I actually made my my business into an LLC so <laughs> that's something I've been wanting to do for a while and I finally did that and uh so I'm moving in that direction where I'm going to make my business uh, something that can be more available to larger and a larger demographics and taking it out to the world. Yeah. That sounds, what I'm teaching. That sounds great. But when we come back, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, I'd like to talk more about your music and all the varieties of music that you play. And we'll be back in a second. We're here with Tony Redhouse, and uh, he is a sound healer, musician, uh, award-winning musician, and been featured on many in many many different um, media, including television and radio. And he's going to be here in the Bay Area on um, May 29th and 30th. I'll be I'll be in the Bay Area. Uh, actually, I'll begin uh, May 22nd. May 22nd. Okay. City of Petaluma. Uh huh. Uh, we're going to commemorate actually Tony Redhouse Day, which is uh, proclaimed May 25th in the city of Petaluma. Oh, great. So I will be doing my first show on the 22nd in the city of Petaluma. East West Bookstore, I'll be at 27, 28, 29, and 30. The 27th will be my concert on Saturday evening. Uh-huh. And then I will be in Santa Cruz oh. uh, at Pacific Cultural Center on June the 2nd doing a group meditation and talking circle ceremony on uh, June the 2nd in Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. 
So great. those are those what I have right now. Oh, great. How exciting. Well, we'll look yes. forward to having you. So we'll be back. Uh, this is Robin White Turtle Listening, and the show is Evolve. Evolve, nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture with your host, Robin White Turtle Lisney. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. We are all in great need of sustainable ideas for change. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of our times. Join us the third Thursday of the month at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Evolve. This is Robin White Turtle Listney. We're back, and I'm with Tony Redhouse. Uh, he's an, a Navajo Nation sound healer, spiritual teacher, inspirational speaker, eagle hoop dancer, and award-winning recording artist who uses his voice and music to move communities worldwide. So, Tony, welcome back. I want to I want to talk a little bit about your music because it's so permeates everything you do, and. Uh, so we've been playing it throughout the show today, uh, and uh, I just love your music. And this is flute music from the album Wings of Balance. So talk about that a little, because you're in all kinds of different styles. You're not just in Native American drums and flutes and things. You're, you've got talents in all different directions. So can you talk about that a little? Sure. It, it all starts with one, with one tone, one heartbeat. And that's the way I began was just one, you know, just that one sound. Uh But as I began to uh, explore and began to experience the world around me, especially a melting pot in uh, Monterey Bay in San Francisco, you know, you got every culture, every smell, every cuisine, uh, every style. And so I began to really feel uh, the beauty of all different sounds and rhythms. And and, uh, so as a teenager, probably... 13 or 14 years old, I began playing conga uh, drums. Oh. I got my, my first set uh, from uh, Don Ware's Music City in San Francisco after I was working as a busboy. <laughs> <laughs> Saved up enough money at my, uh, in the Army base where Dad was stationed. Uh, and so uh, that was my beginning. And uh, so I began listening to the passion and the, the exciting rhythms of Santana, Malo, Azteca, and different groups. And I really took a liking to that. Then I began listening to the Cuban uh, pioneers, the forefathers that brought the conga drum over in the 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mago Santa Maria, Candido, uh, Armando Peraza, uh, all of these guys that really were the, the forefathers that brought the conga and they began to incorporate it into jazz and mm-hmm. to be, into uh, bebop. Um, with Dizzy Gillespie, George Shearing, Cal Jader. Uh, so I, I began listening to those roots and it really spoke to me because just like with the Native American drum, you know, there there's that there's that tradition, there's that sound that is very uh, true and very authentic. Uh-huh. And I began to feel that I resonated with these Cuban guys too because you know they stretched uh, mule 
skin on their congas. They got a certain specific sound. They they hit their drums in a certain way to have very clear, distinct tones, very true sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I began incorporating that. Uh, Native American flute was something that I, I felt uh, that related to the breath. You know, the breath is the soul of a person. Mm-hmm. The soul is the breath of a person. What you what you smell on someone's breath, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. when they, when they breathe on you, you, that's that's who they are. I mean, you can sometimes you can really tell uh, the sound that comes out of their voice. Right. It's like a drum that's been stretched. Each of us have been stretched to a certain uh, tension in, in life, uh, hardships, uh, challenges, and we've been stretched to have a certain sound that comes out of us. So. As a Native American sound healer, my grandfather was a medicine man. He was a healer. Mm. So he he did ceremony and he did he did rituals and he helped people to heal uh, in a very practical way. And and as his, as as many times in Native American uh, in our ancestry, the gift of the grandparent skips, right, and it goes to the grandchild. Right. So many times, even your listeners here, if they have a grandparent that they were close close to, many times we are close. You know, you can be close to that grandparent, and you can be able to receive uh, uh, that love and that wisdom from them. Many times, the gift if they were intuitive, if if they read tarot cards, if they were if they were seers, mm-hmm. if they were in, intuitive dreamers, uh, if they were gifted, guess what? Many times we end up with that gift. It's it's not something you have to struggle with. It's not something you even really need to be trained with. It just comes to you because it skips a generation many times. And so I decided to use that gift of of being able to bring healing and inspiration and basically to use sound to do it. Mm -hmm. The music Mm -hmm. that I already had been doing, you know, I brought it down to a very simple place and, and using the simple sounds and tones... Uh, to be able to share that, but learning these different styles of music um, basically uh, allowed me, whether it's Latin or jazz or soul or funk, I, I played with funk bands, I played with soul bands, uh, R&B, uh, I, I, I did a concert with Vince Welnick of the Grateful Dead, the, the last keyboardist, I think the fourth keyboardist, uh, and he had me. He hired me as a percussionist in Tempe, Arizona, and I did a concert with him mm-hmm. uh, using congas, gongs, and everything else. Uh, and I performed with uh, Seal. Seal had a, uh, a band called Game of Chance, like chanting, Game of Chance, oh. Eastern Sikh chants, Guru oh. uh, Yahoo Guru uh, music. And I performed a concert in Santa Fe with that band. Mm-hmm. Uh, different music and I've, and I've also uh, recorded with Sikhs and doing uh, doing their Kirtan music mm-hmm. uh, I've recorded three albums with uh, Sonata mm-hmm. uh, so as a percussionist on her albums with Peace Family so all of these different varieties basically but once again they're just tones they're sounds they're rhythms and it all begins with the rhythm in our hearts mm-hmm. and that heartbeat and everything kind of evolves from that very simple place once again once we find our gift Mm-hmm. And whatever we touch will will be coming out and express in any way. Mm-hmm. So these ty- different styles of music became very uh, very easy for me to be able to branch out into. Mm-hmm. 
because they because when you put your passion and you feel the passion of these cultures and these people and really what they're trying to share and especially when it's a spiritual message uh, I even learned to sing Kirtan uh, chants uh. <laughs> on an album meditation CD with a singer uh, Dave, Dave Saroop Dave Saroop she did I did two meditation CDs with her, and she actually wanted me to wanted my voice to harmonize with hers. Uh-huh. So actually, during that recording session, I learned those chants with her. Oh, great, great! So, yeah. so once again, we have the gift. Yeah, we have the desire to bless the universe. It will come out in any facet, any form. Right, right. So these, so th- that's kind of what I did with music. Uh, even in some of my CDs, I've incorporated Afro-Cuban congas into some of my music with the flute, uh-huh. with the chant, um, and with the voice. And so it's just really unlimited. What I'm trying to share, though, really, is the universal harmony. Yeah. And all cultures, and the uniqueness and the beauty. Uh all of us come together yeah. and become one. Yeah. And you have that, you hear a beautiful sound of harmony. And so that's kind of why I'm doing, I'm co- incorporating different styles of music into uh, what I'm sharing, is to show people that all of our sounds and all of our heartbeats and all of our beauty can create a healing in this universe. Mm-hmm. We all come together and we stop dividing, stop fragmenting. Uh, and we are willing to pulse together as one heartbeat, then the world's going to be healed. That's right. That's right. I totally agree with you. So can you tell us a little bit about your latest album? Because I yes. noticed you, you mentioned it a little bit before, uh-huh. one that you're working on, but that you just produced one not too long ago. Yeah. So can you talk about your albums? Because uh, I know you've got several on your website, uh, uh-huh. redhouse.net and I want to be sure that listeners can um, access your work so talk about that a little bit yes deep within was uh one of my first solo cds deep within it's a double cd and it is a guided meditation uh-huh. uh i won best new age 2009 for that mm-hmm. uh and it is the first cd is a um, a narration of guiding you with my voice back to the womb back to the beginning using the heartbeat drum using the flute using the hum of the chant and taking you through your journey uh, back to the beginning of your life. And the second CD is just the music alone. And so that soothing music of the heartbeat, of the flute, and the hum of the chant is something that is very popular with massage therapists mm-hmm. and energy workers. Uh-huh. They love that CD just because it has a very subtle background uh, to fall asleep to and everything else. Uh, the other CD is, um, let's see, Release. Mm-hmm. Release is inspired by my hospice work. That's why it's called release. Uh-huh. And it's about letting go of anything that does not bring you life anymore. Even saying goodbye to this earthly life, saying goodbye to relationships, saying goodbye to addictions, anything that doesn't bring you life anymore, you want to be able to release it. And the second song is called Joy. Because when you let go of something that doesn't bring you uh, life anymore, then you enter into joy. Mm-hmm. So that song, that CD release has been very popular with a lot of people. Uh, I actually, I asked the universe and I asked the spirit, what should I do a CD about? 
And so I always, always do that with each of my CDs, and I feel and I sense what the energy in the universe is. Even walking into a supermarket, walking into Whole Foods, and hearing what people are talking about, mm -hmm. what is on their minds, what are the things that are really pressing that you're feeling right now, and I begin to feel that energy, and then I create a CD that's gonna, gonna, going to meet that need. Yeah. So release was something, when I asked the Spirit, I said, what should I do a CD about? And I'd been doing hospice work and sharing music in a hospice and the Spirit said, you should do a CD about death. <laughs> what? <laughs> death? That's not going to sell. I mean, that, 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 how, is that, how are people going to want that? You know. It, yeah. And you know what? It really is true. A lot of people don't really appreciate death uh, because they want to, in this society, it's anti-aging cream, anti-aging this, six-pack abs, yeah. look younger, feel younger. Uh, take ginkgo, you know, anything that's going to keep you young, that's what this society and press and media are pushing on us so much, right, okay? Right. They don't want to look at the reality that we are going to die. They don't even want to say die. They want to say, oh, look, passing away. You know, let's be gentle about it. No, you're going to die, okay? <laughs> and, and really, when I did Death Makes Life Possible for Deepak Chopra, and they interviewed me, and I actually did a ceremony on a hospice uh, patient at home was dying of cancer mm. he wanted to be filmed mm. he wanted me to do that rite of passage and they actually put it on their film death makes life possible uh, but when we can embrace life and death and all of it is all about life because yes. it's death is just simply another transition right. from this world but so release is a CD about that uh, and really appreciate it and actually the words that I was singing uh, uh, that was the first CD that I actually was singing English lyrics to. Oh. Most of the most of the scenes I do chant, I do chanting and that kind of thing. But this and do vocables. But this CD, I actually, when I was driving up to the studio in Phoenix and to to finish recording, and I was as I was driving up, about it's about an hour and a half up the freeway to Phoenix. And as I was driving, I had a pen and a and a notebook on my right hand, and I was driving up this freeway. Uh, and of course, there's not traffic like San Francisco or anything. It's all desert, right? <laughs> it's pretty clear, a clear drive. But as I was driving up, I was channeling, and I was saying, "Okay, what should I, what should I sing about?" And the spirit was saying, "Okay, Tony, just like your hospice work, and you see those people. What do you, what do you see them saying? What do you hear them actually saying as they're laying in a hospice bed?" So all of the lyrics that I wrote in release. Were, were words as I was driving down the freeway with my pen going like this <laughs> I was writing down the verses of what you would be singing yeah. if you were dying yeah. what you would be singing to your loved ones what you would be singing about your life what you feel about your life what is, and what you would be singing to the heavens as you were entering into that place mm -hmm. and saying to the spirit so all of the words were directly given to me as I was driving up recording studio mm -hmm. so that's why it's so it's such a wonderful CD uh, the latest CD is called Harmony of East and West which is a CD for meditation and yoga uh -huh. and, it, and, it, and it is uh, indicative of my uh, yoga class when I'm when I'm uniting all the cultures and in the circle of life and it is actually uh, incorporating all of those teachings that <clears throat> actually the music that I'm doing and the, the four different uh, four different parts of a yoga practice. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. 
from the very beginning, the very simple, the warm-ups, to the stronger poses. And so all of the music is is reflected as, a, as going around the circle of life in a yoga class, okay? And it builds, and then the last part of course, of course is Shavasana, where you're, you're just simply just simply being, okay? Right. And so all of my music is, is taking you around that circle of life just as I teach the class. Um, and the, the CD I'm working on now uh, was inspired by a dream that I had. I had a dream uh, recently, and, and in the dream, there was a bird, was a bird that needed to be a bird that needed to be healed, and it was like a gray bird, uh, like a sparrow or something, and it, a bird that needed to be healed. And these people, of course, you know when you have dreams that they're either guides or they're people on, that are designated to to bring things to you or to show you things from the spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so as as the dream was. Uh, they told me that the bird's name was Crete. Huh. Crete. Crete. The bird named Crete. So they wanted me to heal Crete. Uh-huh. So I looked at the bird, and I actually wrote down the spelling. Yeah. Uh, in my dreams, I have a journal in my bed next to me every night. Uh-huh. And, I, and I receive a lot of wisdom. And so I wrote the word K-R-I. No, first I spelled K-R-E-E-T. That sounds like Crete. Then I spelled K-R-I-I-T, which is Estonian spelling, okay? Because I've been to Estonia, and I, I had some friends named Preet, P-R-I-I-T. So I thought, oh, that sounds Estonian. So I, I wrote Crete as the bird's name, and so they wanted me to heal this bird named Crete. And the bird healed itself, uh-huh. and then it turned into an orange bird. Yeah. It was perfectly fine. It healed itself. Um, and so I was so excited about this name Crete that I was actually given, you know, when, I give, when I'm given something in a dream and I, and I actually write it down, I, I can't go back to sleep. So I, I got up and I, and I went on the internet and I looked at the word Crete. Uh-huh. And Crete is Estonian or it is Danish for the, for, and it means a cry that is so pure and, and so deep that it cannot be contained in words. Uh, uh. Okay, so it is it is a beseeching, it is a pleading of the heart that is so deep that you cannot even contain it in a word. Okay, uh. Uh, it's it it, and so that was what the CD is about for me. Yeah, it's about it's about a crying of the heart. Many times we have that that deep yearning inside that we can't even express it in words. Yeah, sometimes it's just going to be a groan. Yeah. Sometimes on a flute, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be that deep note that just holds uh, on a drum. Any way that we we can express what's in our souls that's so deep, and sometimes all it takes is just that one sound or that one cry. And so I'm I'm going to that place now, as I've been speaking earlier about going back to simplicity, and now going back to, hey, you know what? Sometimes you can't even use a word to say it. Yeah, right. You know. Right. And so that's what the CD is like. It's yeah. gonna, it's going to be about that that type of uh, theme. That's really cool. It reminds me a lot of native songs that are just vocables, but yes. they're, they're, uh-huh. they go into a deeper soul level resonance that's so po- powerful and palpable. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Well, I mean, and, and go ahead. I mean, there's times in life when you when you can't say anything and you just like. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not even a word. It's not even a vocal. (laughs) You're so overwhelmed. Uh, I could be sitting in the car and, and after I getting ready to do another show or something and traveling somewhere and I could just drive and pull at night, pull into a parking lot, put my head on my steering wheel and so overwhelmed and so stressed and so, uh, you know, tired and just go, uh-huh. And you know, and that's and it's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it releases some of that tiredness and anxiety, and yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. So, so I is there anything else that you'd like to talk about? Uh, where we've got a few minutes left, and I'd like to make sure that you get everything in that you're all about these days. So, yeah, I. Uh, any last messages to my listeners? Yeah, relationships. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> relationships are the whole reason that we are on this earth. Uh-huh. How important it is that we touch life, touch people in a way that uh, that it's going to be a story that will be told, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and so how important it is to be able to take the time to share a smile, to share a kind word, to send a prayer to somebody, uh, to share a melody on a flute, to help somebody feel the vibration of a drum. All of these things are part of this touching life around us. And when we touch people and we have that intention to to bless them, it's going to make this world a different place. And it doesn't take a whole lot. You know, I do shows and I do music and I do recordings. But really, all of us have this wonderful opportunity to touch the person next to us. Look them in the eye. Hold their hand. Feel their heartbeat. And really feel and appreciate what is that person's heart trying to say to me. Not the words, not the actions. Mm Mm-hmm. But what is their heart really trying to say? Mm-hmm. And if we go to that place, then we're going to be able to look beyond all of the complications and drama in this universe and be able to come back to that very simple place of really feeling and sensing and appreciating each other as people, our dogs, our cats, our animals, uh, to be able to really appreciate all of these lives that we're blessed with in this journey the circle of life mm-hmm. yeah those relationships are so important yes yeah well i've been speaking with tony redhouse he's a navajo uh, sound healer spiritual teacher and speaker eagle hoop dancer and award-winning recording artist uh his voice and music uh helped to move communities worldwide he's worked with hospice and drug and alcohol groups and also supported um, all kinds of uh, curriculums. He's got all kinds of things going on. Uh, he uh, incorporates Native American art forms to inspire, heal, and heal lives. He's uh, successfully bridged the gap between cultures, social groups, races, and ages. Tony, it's been such a pleasure having you on my show, and I look forward to your performances coming up uh, in May. Um, you're yes. going to be in Petaluma, and that's all on your website, TonyRedhouse.net, yes. right? Uh, yes. Great, great. 
Well, thank you so much. And uh, uh, this is Robin White Turtle Listening, and the show is Evolve. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Carousella. Please join us next time for Evolve with Robin White Turtle Lisney, Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m.